Welcome to Central Valley Politics Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Stevens. And this fall, we get to kick off our podcast with something really special. The Democratic Party Club here at Stan State put together a candidate forum. It includes seven candidates registered as Democrats and one independent who all came to talk to Stan State students and answer their questions about why they would be the best candidate to take on Representative Jeff Denham next year in the election. So you're going to hear me, the moderator of the forum, asking questions. All those questions, though, are written by students. In the first round, it's going to be questions that were submitted by the Democratic Party Club, followed by a question asked by a student from Mecha, one of our fabulous activist clubs here on campus. So let's get started. Here they are. Thank you. Such an honor to be here. I'm so glad to have you all here. And thank you to the Democratic Club, right, for organizing. Mike Barkley. I'm coming up on my fourth primary. I've been behind, but now I am competitive. I'm one of the most qualified congressional candidates in this country. I am the most qualified candidate in this race. I'm a lawyer, KNAP certified public accountant, and computer programmer. I own a ranch for my brother and two sisters. I've been an activist for land use, water rights, flooding, and environmental issues. I am socially liberal, fiscally conservative. With law, I can read and write legislation. With accounting, I can read and write budgets and financial reports. With data processing, I can produce and evaluate data. These disciplines fit together. Words, numbers, data, and are the core of the congressional obligation. Everything the other progressive candidates have spoken about is on my platform webpage. Short one hand here. Um, is on my platform webpage, which is on these cards and has been for quite some time. On my platform, the big four issues are, one, bring the jobs back from overseas and strengthen the unions to do that, making my platform the strongest pro-union congressional platform in the country. Two, a massive federal water plan to reduce the flooding risk for a repeat of the biblical floods of 1861-62 and solve all our other water needs, all our other water problems permanently. Three, a balanced federal budget funds Medicare for all, funds that water plan and all the infrastructure we needed, and still produces a surplus. Last time we had a okay. We need to do something real about guns. Also on these cards and on my various web pages is my home phone home address, and personal email address. You can always reach me direct, except when I'm out knocking on doors, which I do a lot, including up to about 40 minutes ago, which is why I'm dressed like this. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. All right, TJ, it's your turn. Thanks, everyone, for being here tonight. It's, uh, it, it's a nice reflection 
It's a perfect reflection of the interest and the passion there is for, for flipping this district, for sending Jeff Denham back to staff, to uh, Salinas, to uh, bring a little decency and common sense back to the Congress. My, my name is TJ Cox. I'm an engineer, a businessman, a family man, and I'm a small businessman who's got a passion for community development. I'm a California native, so the son of immigrant parents, and my parents instilled in me, you know, the principles of hard work, personal integrity, and looking out for the less fortunate among us. And so based on those principles, a number of years ago, I founded my company, the Central Valley Fund, which looks to make a positive difference in the lives of people and the families here in the Central Valley. And the genesis of my company actually, though, came from my volunteering with Habitat for Humanity, which is something I'd love to do. And so one day I was volunteering with Habitat, and the local director comes and finds me and says, hey, I want you to take a look at this kind of unknown, strange tax credit program. I think it could be some use for us. And so I take a look at that, and the more I discover, I say, hey, here's a program that is a great tool for creating opportunity to improve the lives of people in distressed areas around the country, places just like the Central Valley. And so from that chance encounter, a couple years later, I found I founded my company, and since that date, we've gone on to raise and invest over $65 million into projects that make a difference in the lives of the people right here. We built health clinics, five health clinics that last year delivered over 140,000 healthcare appointments to people that didn't have healthcare before. We've created over 1,500 well-paying jobs. That's a minimum wage job, well-paying job. We've created job training centers and clean energy plants. And the good news is we've just gotten started. And so for all the students here tonight, if I can impart just maybe a little advice, it's do what you love to do. Do something to make a difference. You're gonna have fun and opportunity is gonna come find you, just like you came and found me. And the other thing to keep in mind is that the best investment you can make are investments in the people. There's nothing more gratifying or worthwhile than serving others. And that's what we'll do in Congress. I'm gonna invest in you and I'm going to serve you. Thank you. Hi everyone, I'm Josh Carter. Uh, thanks so much to everyone that made this event possible, to Jason, to Adam, and, and to the rest of the Stan State Dems. It's great to see so much energy and excitement in this room because I know we're all united towards what we're trying to do here. Uh, and in fact, you know, I know a lot about Stan State. My uh, younger brother, David, is actually a senior at Stan State. He's a history major. Um, so I get to hear a lot about the issues that we're going to talk about tonight. I'm a fifth generation local. My great-great-grandfather came out of a wagon train out from Wisconsin in 1850. He came 2,000 miles in search of gold and actually stopped 50 miles short to become a peach farmer in Manteca. And I grew up right here in Turlock. I was actually, my first job was a paper boy for the Turlock Journal, just a couple blocks away from here. And uh, I went to the public school system. My dad worked at the series Walmart. And I graduated from Modesto High. Got a scholarship from the Rotary Club of Modesto and the American Legion. Got a scholarship to go out to Stanford and then to Harvard Business School and the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. I'd spent my career working in business. My big success story is a company called Blue Apron that does meal kits in a box. Um, I was, you know, lucky enough to see that company grow and uh, have a story of really revitalizing agriculture and, uh, and, and jobs just like we need here in the Central Valley. 
But I'm running for Congress because I think that our congressman, Jeff Dow, has misrepresented us on the issues that matter most, on healthcare, on immigration, and on jobs and economic opportunity. He voted for Trumpcare, a district with nearly 50% Medi-Cal coverage. He's been consistently against the DREAM Act and comprehensive immigration reform in a district where immigrants are the social and economic fabric of our community. And he hasn't done anything to create more jobs, more opportunity in a district where we have an unemployment rate twice the national average. And when I think about that, I think about the old Tri-Valley Growers Peach Cannery up in the basket, right on the outskirts. Um, 20 years ago, that job had 10,000 jobs. It actually produced 50% of all the canned peaches across the country. If you ever had to serve the canned peach in your school lunch, it probably came from Modesto, anywhere, anywhere in the country. Today, that factory has 2,000 jobs. 80% of those jobs have been automated or outsourced. Uh, and that's the problem that I am fully committed uh, to addressing, to bring in more education, to bring in more jobs, to create more opportunity, uh, and, and stories like mine. But it's not going to be easy. Uh, the first Republican attack ad against any Democratic challenger nationwide uh, was launched against me just a couple months ago. I guess if we're keeping Paul Ryan up at night, I, I feel pretty good about what we're doing. But it's going to be a fight. Uh, it's going to be a tough battle. But we're going to make it happen. We're going to work together. We're going to make sure that Jeff Benham is out of office come next November. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. As a proud alumni of this wonderful institution, I want to first start by saying, go Warriors. I want to thank the Stanislaus County, or the Stanislaus State Democratic Club, for putting on tonight's forum. So I get the question all the time, much like my peers up here. Virginia, why are you running for Congress? The answer is really simple for me. I am running for Congress because I know we should be doing so much better on so many issues. As a Valley native, born and raised, I truly understand and have experience in problem solving some of the issues that are affecting us here in this district. I am proud to say I benefited from a quality education here at CSU Stanislaus with the assistance of the federal Pell Grant and state Cal Grants. I believe that all students who wish to obtain an education should be able to access a quality education that will not bankrupt them or leave them with astronomical debt by predatory lenders. I now have the privilege of having access to healthcare. I believe that we should not make it a privilege, but a right to have the quality to access affordable, quality healthcare that includes quality physicians. I believe in health for all. It is, plain and simple, a human right. We need to tackle these never-ending increases in premium costs and especially prescription costs that continue to escalate. Just as my parents were able to obtain immigration green cards 50 years ago and ultimately received their American citizenship, I too believe that we need to create a pathway that will bring people out of the shadows and not further be victimized by not having legal status. I believe that the approximately 250,000 undocumented dreamers and their parents some of whom might be here tonight, 
deserve a fighting chance to live up to their full potential, to live in the country, the country that they only know as home. As an employer in my community, I believe that we need to grow our economy and bring in more jobs. Jobs that will only help to employ all of you. We need to diversify our local economic landscape. So that all young millennials, many of you here tonight, have the opportunity to grow, prosper, and build your dreams here in our district. We must defeat Jeff Denham. We must take back this valley. I am a candidate that can do it. It will require hard work, but I know it is possible. I ask you to join me on this journey to make a community that we can all be proud of. Thank you so much. My name is Mateo Morelos de I'm a son, a brother, a grandson first, a bringer by trade, a California congressional candidate in the 10th district, and a former congressional aide from California's 9th district. I'm the only candidate with experience providing effective results, securing real dollars, benefits, military medals for constituents, teaching how to cut through the federal bureaucracy, and exercising congressional oversight over the public arena. Born in Oakland, California, I was raised in Tracy by hardworking parents, a teacher and a carpenter. I graduated from local public schools and worked full-time in construction while I earned a bachelor's degree from Cal State East Bay, where I was awarded the 40 under 40 award. I'm running for Congress out of concern for hardworking people of this district that want a bill during Congress to get the job done in a Washington that's spinning out of control and is threatening to take us with it. I hope you would join our campaign for common sense solutions and make Congress do what's right. Together we will secure good jobs locally. A fair tax code with outsourcing and share buyback disincentives. Effective nonprofit healthcare. Fair immigration. Debt-free college that includes university, technical training, and trade schools. Funding for America's D-rated infrastructure. 100% renewable energy and sustainable, regionally self-sufficient water plant. As I live the life I seek to represent, I promise to work every day to earn your trust. The truth is, if you work for a wage or a salary, you're getting railroaded by the economic system that's taken hold over the past 40 years. This, as you may know, economists across the spectrum do agree on one thing. This is the worst condition of the American economy in a lifetime. This party needs to stay, take stock of failure since the mid-70s, when they abandon labor and working people and start deciding with the very rich. And data does prove this. Since the financial crisis, the wealthiest have recovered, while working people get a kick in the face. And we're told we have no money. Wall Street hedge funds and corporate raiders, the 1% of shareholders that own 75% of the shares, get double-digit returns while wage earners hope for a 3% increase. And factoring in price increases every year, it's a near zero. It's a system in denial in which Ivy League schools with their multi-billion dollar endowments pay 0% in tax and then profess a commitment to education. We realize only 76% of our economic potential economic output. That's a C grade. Most professors will push you to increase that grade. I can't think of a more damning indictment of an economy. And the current budget proposal does nothing but make everything worse for wage earners. There's no subtlety. It crushes incentive to invest in manufacturing and business. 
is written by Wall Street Oil, Pharmaceutical Interest, and Real Estate Tax Sheets. Even by the likes of Apple and Amazon, Amazon already paying a collect combined 13% uh, tax. And most towns give them tax, property and sales tax increases just to set up shop for jobs that those uh, soon let people go because of seasonal employment. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Good evening. I want to thank the Stanislaus State Democratic Club for hosting this event. And I also want to thank um, all of you for coming out and being an engaged audience. My name is Dottie Nygaard, and yes, I am running for Congress in this 10th district. I am a reg registered nurse. I am a former city council member of Riverbank. I am a e-board member of our San Joaquin Central Labor Council. I am a mother and a grandmother. And I stand before you tonight to tell you, yes, I'm running for Congress because I'm tired of seeing the struggling faces in my ER every night. I'm tired of our elderly that have to cut their pills in half to make their prescriptions last. I am tired of people having to spend their rent money on their co-pays. I am tired of our young adults that are afraid to go to college or even the doctor for fear of crippling debt. I am tired of families having to work two to three jobs to put food on the table because of the soaring cost of living and skyrocketing rent. I am really tired of people having to live in fear and uncertainty. And I'm tired of Jeff Denham neglecting his needs of his constituents and not fighting for us. I've organized the nurses at my hospital to join the union. I've marched in many picket lines for workers' rights, for health care, and environmental justice. I have volunteered and provided disaster relief at both Katrina and most recently Hurricane Harvey. I am committed to helping people. As a nurse, we go where we are needed. With, and what we see coming from the White House and Congress, I know I am needed in Washington. I pledge to stand up and fight for you because together we have the solutions. They are here today in this audience. We deserve a representative that is going to take those solutions to Washington to make your future better. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I just want to say I'm super excited that we actually built a capacity that shows that you all actually care and you're here to make a difference. I am also here to make a difference. I decided to run because I had to ask myself a question. Who are we as a country? Do we want to be a country that limits people's rights because of their religion, 
sexual orientation or race? Or do we want to be the country that supports everyone? Are we the country that wants to stand behind economic inequality, the likes of which we have not seen in decades? Or do we want to be here to make it so everyone has a chance to live without being bankrupt if a medical bill comes up for right, and decide you're going to pay for your medication or your food. I am here because are we? I wanted to see if we were the country that supports you or supports big corporations. And I had the answer. I wanted to be here to support you. If the Congress people are not representing their district, they should not be in Congress. If the Congressperson is playing party politics instead of trying to fight for you to have the right to live free, healthy lives, they should not be in Congress. I myself was crushed under most of these horrible things in the past. I grew up low income. I graduated the year of 2008, right after the financial housing crisis. My family had to make decisions whether we were gonna have Christmas presents or we were gonna feed ourselves. I worked two to three jobs and volunteered for most of my life just to survive. So I am one of you. I'm here to be your voice, not my own voice. I'm here to be yours. That's why I'm an independent candidate. So I'm not forced into party politics. So I'm not forced to make, put your lives on the line for some ridiculous grudge match. We need people like me in Congress, and I will be here for you every step of the way. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here this evening. I'm grateful to be invited to participate this evening. My name is Suze Wallen. I was born and raised in Modesto. I uh, am currently serving my second term on the Modesto City Schools Board of Education. So I've been elected twice to that um, position. And I advocated for every student in our district and I'm sure for many of you that are here this evening. I am a wife. My husband, Lynn, and I were high school sweethearts. We married, we've been married for 40 years and have raised our six now young adult children in uh, the Valley. My uh, grandparents were Portuguese immigrants and Swiss German immigrants, and both had dairy farms here in the valley. So at an early age, I was able to appreciate agriculture and what it did for, for our family. My mother was a church secretary, and my father was a postal worker. Great people. I uh, have worked diligently to advocate for students. I have been an emergency room nurse for 40 years. I've seen a lot, 
and I've advocated for my patients and my one of my greatest passions is care for the mentally ill youth of our district within CBTN. Also, I believe in evidence-based patient care, and I believe that with my deep roots in the valley, with my long time living in the valley, that I am the one most prepared to bring economic vitality back to our valley and to provide jobs through health, education, and, and feel that I am the best person to beat Congressman Jenkins. Thank you. especially to this valley, and strengthening the unions nationwide because they're the only ones who will fight for it. Thank you. For me, it's healthcare. Uh, I don't think there's a greater reflection of inequality in America than healthcare, nor do I think there's a greater driver of inequality in America than healthcare. If you look at what families have to pay out of their pocket, out of their checks, to just try to get minimal coverage, that they can't spend on themselves, on education, on vacations, or whatever, or just living a decent life. And, it, and those costs get, keep on rising more and more and more because, man, frankly, we've got an immoral system that needs to be changed. I think healthcare is the biggest issue in this campaign. It's one that affects everyone. I support universal coverage and, and Medicare for all. Personal issue for me, my younger brother David uh, was born with a pre-existing condition. He was born 10 weeks early, spent the first two years of his life in and out of a hospital. Uh, when I saw him for the first time, he, he was in this class with all these tubes and the intensive care unit and, and doctors. And when he came out of the hospital at the end of those two years, he had a healthcare bill that was 104 pages long. Because of the, of the bill that his congressman voted for, if that became law, he would be uninsurable until he's 65 and on Medicare. That's wrong. And I support a healthcare policy that provides coverage to all Americans, regardless of their income or how sick they are. Thank you. It's really an unfair question because I'm, I'm not a single issue candidate, but I would say right now, for selfish reasons, it's healthcare. For four years, I was unable to get health insurance for myself. For four years, myself, my family, endured what I want no one else to endure. And for all the people that have pre-existing conditions, to be turned away, 
to be treated like a second-class citizen. It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And so when I met our congressman, Jeff Denham, and I told him, pleaded with him to rethink as he was getting closer to making that vote on the repeal of the, the Affordable Care Act, I told him to think about people like myself in his district. And a week later, he voted to repeal. So healthcare is absolutely number one on my priority list. Thank you. I would say my uh, the top issue that I, I would um, work for in Congress is to take back our economy. And what that means is creating good, facilitating for good jobs locally, good paying jobs locally. Um, making sure that there's disincentives for share buybacks and um, consequences for companies that choose to outsource uh, employment. Um, the biggest reason is because working people that get up and go to work every day, without them, nothing would get done. That's, that's very honest. Managers and higher ups essentially are children um, looking for a result, begging for a result. And working people are the ones who know how to get the job done. That's just the plain honest truth. That's, that's what I'm gonna fight for, to make sure there's someone actually serving them in Congress. So yes, I agree. Uh, healthcare is my number one issue as a registered nurse. That healthcare is a human right. That we need to follow suit all the rest of the industrial countries that have single payer, a, a, um, in, um, a guaranteed healthcare system. We have the poorest outcomes for newborns, the poorest outcomes for our senior citizens. We have increased chronic illness. We need to take the, the uh, burden of healthcare off the plate at the bargaining table, invest more back into our businesses, allow our, our economy to grow by allowing our middle class to actually have more money to spend on the economy. Our business proponents of winning with healthcare is not only every American, but small businesses and moderate businesses will also have less of a burden as well as us. Take the affordable um, and make it a reality. This is a human right. Thank you guys. There are so many important issues, but the one that I've seen that has not been talked about nearly enough is voters' rights. There are too many laws in this country that take rights away from the citizens. Spend a little time in prison, you can no longer vote in some areas. You live in a district that has that gets gerrymandered, there's nothing you can do about it. Some votes in cities are worth less than rural votes. We should be on an equal playing field where your rights are equal to everyone else. And the fact that the US government can take that away from you for any number of arbitrary reasons is unimaginably unfair. We need to stand up for everyone's rights, no matter who they are, and give them a voice in this democracy. Thank you, Jerry. affordable quality health care is at the essence of every part of our lives. For every single person in this room, it is imperative that they have access to care. If otherwise, it will affect our jobs, our education, our lack of ability to participate in our society as vibrant citizens. 
It's basic to our human needs, and it should be available to every person on earth. And every person that does walk into the emergency room is given care. That's the way our civil society works. No one is refused. So we need to find out the best way to afford it and pay for it and provide it so that we can have the economic vitality that we need in jobs, education, and every other aspect of our community. Thank you. That was our first question from our students. And the students have not messed around, so that was your one and only softball. So get ready. <laughs> um, our second, our second question was uh, formulated by one of our faculty student groups here on campus, uh, Metcha, and we have a representative to ask the question. My name is Yesenia Lopez, and I am the officer of multiculturalism and diversity for Metcha here on Stan State. Um, on behalf of Metcha, our question is: um, We know about the Jeff Denham and Liska. We want to know what your alternatives would be to that path and how it would improve in the immigration system as well. Thank you. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I, I don't think you have to die and leave for your country just to be afforded a little dignity and respect. That's the problem with the Enlist Act. And really, the problem with immigration, and I don't think you can get away from it, is, you know, it comes down to a base of racism. Is that if you look at Trump, he brings up lots of immigrants that work at his place in the Mar a Lago and all that. Guess what? He brings them in all from Eastern Europe. He'll never have anybody there. And so, you know, Jeff Denham claims that he's a leader in immigration. Well, that's his leadership. I hate to see what his failure is. I mean, we've got people bringing work out of churches and safe places. And then I can tell you what, with my ag friends that are out there in the ag business, it's completely decimated uh, their ability. Uh, to go after ag theft. Nobody reports that anymore because because they're afraid of being turned in. And so there are a multitude of better options available. We just need political will to do it. And that you'll get there by flipping Congress. Thank you, TJ. I think there's nothing more cruel and inhumane that this administration has done than its treatment of, of immigrants. And the Enlist Act absolutely does not count as leadership on immigration reform. I sat down with a young Latina the other day who was a dreamer. She came to the US at the age of six. She told me on her first day of school, she didn't even speak any English. She came home crying um, to her mother. But she worked hard, she learned English, she graduated from high school, graduated from college, and now has a great job. And the Trump administration wants to deport her and 800,000 other Dreamers and DACA recipients in this country, 7,000 of whom live right here in our desert. But it's more than that. We need comprehensive immigration reform for the 11 million uh, parents of Dreamers, and that's what I'm gonna fight for in Congress. Thank you so much. As a proud daughter of immigrants, I can tell you, this is an issue that's very important to me and to my family. I think that the Enlist Act was nothing more than a tactic, a terrible political tactic to win votes, to win support. But it really is doing nothing in terms of achieving what we need to do. And that's to establish a good, fair, and practical pathway to citizenship for so many, for so many students 
for so many dreamers who have the right, the dignity that they have been stripped away. That is what I'm gonna fight for. As somebody who all knows too well what immigration is, who has benefited from a successful immigration pathway 50 years ago that was granted to my parents, that's what I'm gonna fight for. Thank you. So um, I'm only here today because uh, my grandfather um, came to the, benefited from the Bracero program, um, worked here, um, obtained legal status, and uh, was able to get, get legal status from my grandmother. Father was also an immigrant. Um, right now in Congress, there is the, uh, I think it's the Bridge Act, the um, Enlist Act, and I think it's the RAC or REACH Act, and there's also the Dream Act. Um, it seems like they're all playing political football with individuals' lives. And I take this issue very seriously, I'm sure all the other candidates do, but I work day in and day out with people who, you don't, I mean, you don't go to a job site and say, are you undocumented or not? But slowly, um, you find out who has papers and who doesn't. Um, they pay sales tax just like everybody else, and they pay into Social Security money that they'll never see. And all they do is get um, basically cast as scapegoats and also lower income people. Um, I, I would I would fight for a bill that provides legal status for anybody who would qualify in a normal situation. Thank you, Tina. You know, as I look at uh, a lot of these young faces, you have grown up knowing nothing but war. I don't believe the Enlist Act should be a pathway to allow um, an immigrant population to, to achieve citizenship. You know, I will stand by all my immigrant brothers and sisters to make sure that we have policies in place that are, are humane and expedite the need to allow our communities to keep all of our families intact, to keep our economy um, booming, and to keep this nation truly what it was founded on, a nation of immigrants, because there is no illegal human being we are here together to build up this country, and I want to make sure I will fight for policies and programs that keep us in that direction, that we keep building and providing a better future for all of you. Thank you, Daddy. You should not need to gamble your life to be part of this country. Hands down. If you want to join the military, join the military but it should not be a path, be the only pathway you have to get into this country. We need to completely overhaul our immigration system. First off, make the immigration system easier to understand and easier to do so people will actually do it. One of the reasons we have the illegal immigration problem is because it's so much easier just to come over illegally. Come over on a visa, let it expire, continue on. But if we made these pathways easy to understand, easy to achieve, we would see less of this, quote, problem. As a country, we need to understand that unless you're Native American, you are an immigrant of this country, and we should stop treating immigrants today in a horrible fashion that would never be acceptable in any other time in our history. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Immigrants built this country just like my grandparents did when they came to the United States of America. 
and grateful for each one of them. I support the students in our school district and have spent much of my life advocating on behalf of these students, uh, helping to alleviate their fear, which is very real. In response to your question, I do not support the Enlist Act. I uh, believe that there are at least three bipartisan bills, pieces of legislation on the table right now. I am the person that could bring these groups together to take care of this issue, this situation that we are in, and, and if anyone should be the one to do that, it should be someone from CBTN. It is such an important topic. Thank you. The question was about the Enlist Act, right? Um, the Enlist Act is not a new concept. We've had versions of it since World War II, and it's allowed a lot of people to become citizens. So, as long as Jeff Denham puts that forth as his great big solution, no, it's not a big solution, it's a little solution. But look, if someone is in armed services, sure, make, allow them to be citizens. But all of what we're talking about here today is a big mistake this country made last November 8th. We elected a total jerk to run this country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a had on my website the AFL-CIO immigration uh, program until um, Bernie came along. And Bernie's program for immigration reform is the fairest I've seen. That's the one I support. Thank you. All right, that was the first round of questions here at Central Valley Politics Podcast. We are giving you the forum that was brought to you by the Democratic Party Club at Stan State. Make sure you tune in for the second part. We've broken this up for you so that you don't have to listen to too much at one time. But our next group is going to have a question from the Black Student Union, as well as another one from the Democratic Party Club. Quick thanks to my fabulous podcast producer, Austin Montaro Moore, and we will see you soon. This is Shannon Stevens for Central Valley Politics.